0: And welcome to Priorities EDU EdScoop's podcast about the top issues and challenges facing higher education CIOs. Each episode, we're diving into the top priorities, hence the name, and, and challenges facing higher education IT leaders as defined by EDUCAUSE. I'm your host, Jake Williams. For today's episode, we are diving deep into online learning. It's a topic that two years ago was a nice to have and is now an absolute must to have. Our guest today is John Rachi. He's the CIO for Kent State University. Kent State's a public university with about 21,000 students in Ohio. And like almost every CIO across the country, Rachi says the pandemic required universities to have a better, more efficient digital presence now more than ever. We hit a lot of interesting points in our chat from his general approach to online learning to setting up faculty for success in an online environment to to IT modernization, and even a little bit about tech alignment and university financial health. Here it is, our chat with John Raji. <laughs> So, John, we're going to talk a little bit about online learning today, one of Educause's top IT issues for 2021. Tell me a little bit about your general approach to online learning and, of course, by proxy, hybrid learning in this new era at Kent
1: State. Yeah, I appreciate that. I think one of the big things that we all recognize is that the models of delivery require a a digital presence more so now than perhaps they ever have. Online learning has been a growing uh, element of our delivery model in higher ed for some time. And so we, like many other universities, have uh, taken a real interest to do that and do that well. So we have a a group that is defined and specializes in online learning. But then it's not just about the technology, right? It's about ensuring a successful delivery of that and, and helping our faculty Uh, Be successful in using those tools in in a way that really um, gets at the learning objectives in a meaningful way, as we would in a face to face um, setting, but recognizes how that can be done and be done differently using technologies and tools, whether it's completely online or whether or not it's in a hybrid uh, mode and hybrid setting.
0: You had an interesting point there, sort of talking about helping faculty be successful with those tools to get at the learning objectives. I remember pre-pandemic, when we were talking about moving more classes online, that was something that we talked about a lot, sort of blending pedagogy with the online learning tools. Can you elaborate a little bit? Tell me a little bit more about what you're seeing uh, with those types of things.
1: You know, so let me just back up a half a step from that first, Jake. And I think one of the things we think about for us in, in really helping our Organization be successful is what is the literacy that we need to have around digital tools? Just to understand and know the tools, and and that to us is not necessarily enough. We really want our faculty, our staff, our students to be fluent with the tools, so that there's a comfort level and understanding how to apply the tool in a way that uh, creates the best experience it possibly can for the desired outcome. So we do spend time identifying how does this tool fit into the process and the need, not how can the need fit into the tool. So we're really thinking about that in a, uh, a very universal way, a very holistic way, not allowing the technology to dictate the outcomes and not necessarily saying that the process all by itself um, works independently of the technology, but working collaboratively to build those objectives together and then build the solution together and then build the support structures around that so that before using the tech, we're comfortable with it, but then having the support in place, knowing that here is how we intend to use it. Are we? sufficiently staffed and are we ready to go to support that uh, so that the experience again is one that everybody can be very happy about
0: you know so it's a <laughs> it's a bit of an understatement at this point to say that sort of everything kind of changed uh, during the onset of the pandemic last year how did your approach to to hybrid and online learning sort of change during the onset of that pandemic and you know as we've weathered this now over the course of 19 months or so uh, how has it changed since
1: you know jake one of the unfortunate elements of the pandemic is what it has meant in terms of community and understanding and um, being able to deliver, I think what the expected form of delivery was. I think we all face that across higher ed globally. But what was really interesting is we didn't have time to plan for it. It, I mean, we were planning, anticipating that something could happen. Part of our um, strategies include the assumption that disruptions are a part of life and we need to be prepared for the disruption. So to some degree, we had plans in place, but to respond and to react, to go from a mostly face-to-face modality to a completely online modality in just a few days was a a significant undertaking. And one that I saw a lot of teams come together to ensure happen. So the challenge there really was more around capacity and performance of the tool sets. Um, we didn't necessarily change a lot. We tried to keep things as straightforward and simple as we could moving into the completely online world. But then as we got into the online world in totality, We thought about how could we improve it, what are the ways in which we could provide a better experience for our students and give our faculty who have perhaps not been in that arena before. um, More confidence and more tools and more support in providing uh, a means for them to be comfortable in, in creating that experience for the students and that's what we've been working on since.
0: And, and I mean, we you know recently just started a, a new semester. I mean, what does that look like in, in practice, right? So students back in some capacity on campus, what does that look like now in terms of uh, that heightened student experience that you were able pr- to provide during the pandemic?
1: Well, I, hopefully in time, we'll know the true answer to what does that look like. And, and that is that the student outcomes continue to be the same or better in terms of their learning objectives and uh, their assessments and their overall subjective experience. Like how did they feel about this? We don't want technology to be in the way we want it to be a natural part of their learning and the natural part of the delivery of of knowledge. But what I would say is this, what what we've done is we've created specialized rooms uh, that we're piloting in a number of different disciplines and areas throughout the university to say this room is really set up now to provide a really good hybrid experience where faculty can come in with some form of personalization, meaning it knows it is this faculty member for this class, and it sets the room up appropriately for them. Uh, we've been working with strong partners in the industry to help us do that well, and we're learning. So we're we're continually getting feedback about what is working, what could we do better, and, and so now it's a process of fine-tuning, making sure that what we're putting in place is hitting the mark.
0: So one of the more exciting things about talking to a CIO about online learning is that you can sort of dive a bit deeper into the technology infrastructure that supports this increasing student experience that we're talking about. So, uh, you know, and obviously online learning is a huge part of of, of that student experience now. Uh, tell me your approach to things like IT modernization and, and the IT infrastructure to support all this.
1: Oh, I really appreciate that you use the word modernization. Um, we actually don't think so much about the word transformation, although that's the more popular word, because transformation to us assumes that there is some end game. You arrive and you've transformed. Um, but our approach is to continually modernize, um, really identify how can we take the advances in industry and the competitive forces that we face, And use everything in a way that modernizes the experience, that modernizes the outcome, that continually modernizes the the foundations that we need to provide personalization, to provide um, a, a more seamless approach. It may be in workflows or in process delivery or in the way in which different parties can collaborate together to work on projects and work on shared content delivery or shared knowledge delivery. So we think about that. Um, We think really carefully about who are key partners in these, these significant areas of digital delivery. And we look at their roadmaps. We talk intently with their engineers and we look at our roadmap and we begin to match up and find commonalities so that we can work even closer with our partners to deliver those experiences and we systematically improve so we are continually modernizing our environment to meet those objectives.
0: I like the, the piece that you made about, about collaboration. I mean, I think too often in not just in higher ed, but but we hear this in state and local government as well, right? That the, the central IT office tries to get something done and, and they, they don't have the buy-in of, of all the folks you know, sort of outside of that bubble uh, who are making things happen. How, how, dive in a little bit deeper. How, how do you do that? How do you make, um, make that collaboration happen and build those relationships with folks to, to drive this kind of progress?
1: Jake, I think that's that's the question we all need to be asking ourselves specifically from my chair. And that is, how do we improve the value of what we do? Um, because technology for technology's sake doesn't make any sense. So the voice of the customer and what we're really looking to achieve has to drive the outcome. People, process, data, and technology are inseparable. And so we have taken a very intentional approach in listening to what each of our leaders throughout campus are intending to do, uh, listening to what our students and their experience and their expectations on campus or commuting to campus or around campus, what their expectations are. And we don't allow any technology not to be a part of that conversation, like even the network. Uh, The network for the most part, isn't visible to people. However, how can you implement the sort of experience that is expected if you're not listening to what is it that we want to achieve in a residence hall or in the green spaces or in certain um, congregating areas like our food commons or the student center? How How do you actually meet the mark if you don't have that input? and then iterate on that input, that conversation needs to continue. So that's one way in which we're doing it. And then Jake, the other that, you know, it's been around for a while that the idea of governance has been around for a while, but it's important to have leadership come together in a very unified way and approach to ensure that the mission of the university is not only supported, it's protected. And that allows us to plan with some intention for there not to be surprises and that we can put the right skilling around that. We can develop our team to be better for the university. Um, So that's our approach um, at a very high level. And of course, there's more behind all of that. We We even developed a lean practice within our division uh, to support a, an improved business process, understanding, identifying where there's waste, where there could be improvement. Um, and that has really been a positive thing, not only for our division, but for the entire university.
0: I think it was really key there that you brought in the, the leadership piece of the puzzle. I mean, that's something that we hear uh, from CIOs across the board that uh, all of the plans, all of the strategy is, is all fine, well, and good, but, but on making sure the leadership understands it, getting leadership's buy-in uh, on these projects is, is, is really important. And so you know, with that in mind, how are you tracking and, and measuring progress on, on all of these things, whether we're talking about the success of the student experience, the hybrid learning environment, your IT modernization goals? Uh, how do you track and measure progress on these things in a way that makes it clear to these leaders who uh, likely have some sort of budget involvement uh, that uh, that these investments are, are worth it?
1: You know, I, I think, again, that's the question we all need to ensure we have an answer to. And, and Jake, our approach is one that is what I'll just simply call alignment. So you're asking, how do we track and measure? Well, the first thing is, are we aligned? So we think about the university's mission and its vision and its metrics, and we're aligning our strategies and the initiatives that support those strategies directly back to. So it's traceable to say that for us to be distinctive or for us to be student first or for us to be globally competitive, um, these are the things in which we need to be able to be good And we need to be able to be sustaining in our approach with these with these thoughts and with these designs. So we've developed five priorities within the division that map into our university's overall mission and those priorities, first of all, are workforce development, how do we develop our team to be ready to go to not only do what we need to do operationally, but to think forward on on how we can be a good partner throughout the university. Number two, we think about top of line revenue. What are the ways in which we can support the means by which the university is supported itself? And are we thinking forward well enough? And are we thinking in the moment sufficiently enough to do that and do that well? We think about improving margin. How can we leverage what we have effectively and, make sure that what we have is being used to its fullest capacity and capabilities. We think about risk um, and how do we manage risk more effectively and then finally our innovation. What are we doing to innovate to stay a a half a step ahead or a step ahead of where we believe the trajectory of our mission is headed. And in each of those areas, we identify a measure and a metric that identifies um, projects and project outcomes. And we report on those annually. Um, And so as, as we progress with each of our initiatives throughout the year, we're going to put measures and metrics back to that. Some of it is subjective. Did people have a good experience? And experience may mean something different to you, Jake, than it means to me, but that's okay. We want to hear, was it a good experience? And then number two, we look at performance capabilities, ability to respond um, with, within a certain time frame, service level agreements uh, that help us know whether or not our services and the value of those services are actually measuring up to the expectation of our constituents. So at a very high level, that's what we do. Um, and then of course, there's a fair amount of detail and a number of people behind the scenes who are making it happen.
0: I, think I, I want to go back to to those those five priorities uh, that, that you were mentioning and I, I noticed two of them number two and uh, and number three are, are really business priorities, right You're talking of top of line revenue and improving margins. I mean I think that's so interesting, especially one of the other top IT issues as defined by edge causes is affordability and uh, and the financial metrics uh, of an institution. I think that's an uns- uh, an underspoken maybe priority or an idea. Uh, for CIOs sort of on the public stage talking about these things that you can do to to help the university as a business uh, run a little bit more efficiently. Um, Tell me a little bit more about about those things for you. I mean, what what are some of the projects that you have underway in that regard and and what are some of the results that you've seen from that?
1: Yeah, super. I appreciate that. So when you think about top of line revenue, you really think about how do we make IT more impactful so that those units that are frontline in developing the sources of income are as successful as successful as they can be. So you think about uh, recruiting and enrollment and retention and persistence through graduation, graduation rates, you think about philanthropy and, and our alumni engagement, you think about research, uh, you think about shared services. And in each of those areas, when you kind of come back and say, what is the big picture that we really need to think about?" Jake, a big difference for us compared to maybe a number of years ago is we're thinking very holistically right now. We're thinking about the student journey, for instance. Uh, we know that if we can recruit a student and we can have a strong yield of those students actually enrolling, that's one thing. Once they're here, ensuring that their experience is the experience that they expected, that they're achieving their outcomes and and their aspirations, that retention and persistence to graduation and graduation within four years um, is important. And so we're working across our university right now to map out that student journey in a way that helps us understand the process, the process owners, and the solution sets that lift up that process to identify how how and where do these processes and solutions overlap different domains. And I'm going to tell you that alone is a huge, huge benefit because most organizations work in silos. And when you work in silos, like I do this thing and the student has to interact with me. I do this thing and the student has to interact. But if you can make that a seamless experience for the student and reduce their frustration and improve their opportunity to succeed, there is a, a key area. So you can tell from my passion perhaps around this, that's that's where we're focused right now is on the student journey and, in, and doing our best to make that experience in that journey, something that the student themselves is very proud of and that the student themselves will be very successful in uh, as they come here to achieve their goals and their aspirations for the future.
0: And I mean, and that that seamless student journey uh, is certainly amazing for the student, but it's also great for, for sort of the back office of the university, right? I mean, making things work cohesively across the board, uh, sort of rising tide lifts all boats situation where it makes the, the overall operating situation better.
1: Oh, it absolutely does. When you think about just the support itself around perhaps disparate systems and, and reducing the portfolio to make more sense in its delivery of the experience is one thing. Um, number, you know, and then we think about all of the other ancillary things that an IT organization needs to consider itself um, important in providing security and privacy. Um, data movement, data movement that's consistent and harmonized across all of these different uh, important systems. There's a lot of behind the scenes uh, elements to it, but at the very end, just even knowing um, from a student engagement perspective, here's how we do it. Just so that everybody understands across the university, here's how it works. Um, You know, universities are complex organizations and there are times in which, you know, we're like, I didn't know we did it that way, or people are uncertain how things work, but by exposing it and really as an, you know, an entire group of engaged leaders, understanding that we can really work to improve the outcomes um, for all. So yeah, Jake, I'm incredibly passionate about this. We could talk for hours on this, and I don't think we would be done. I was,
0: I was just thinking the, the same thing. I mean, there are so many more points that I, I want to go into with you, but I think we we've we've talked long enough for today. But before we go, is there anything anything specifically you wanted to make sure that you hit before we uh before we sign off here? Yeah,
1: you know, the the points that we raised today, I think, um, are the fun ones and the important ones to talk about. Um, knowing that, first of all, we went into the pandemic. And, and nobody really anticipated what it was or what it would be is important because it's teaching us and training us to be ready for whatever the disruption might be in the future.
0: Plenty more uh, to come on that. Let's definitely talk again soon. But, but for now, John, thanks for being on Priority ZD.
1: Jake, thank you. And I appreciate your time.
0: That is all for today's episode of Priorities EDU. Thanks again to John Rocci for being with us. The music for Priorities EDU is all available via Creative Commons. Our intro music is by Glass Boy. Our bumper music comes to you from The Insider and our outro is by BOPD. Priorities EDU will be here for you this year to highlight all of the top IT issues facing higher ed CIOs now and into the future. I'm Jake Williams, the VP of Community and Content for EdScoop. Thanks for listening.